Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, June 29th, 3.04 p.m. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, broadcasting to you high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG. Been on the air over 22 years, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on Guam and around the world. On Guam, you can listen on the radio dial, 88.1 FM, beautiful stereo sound. You can also listen online through khmg.org to our stream, and by doing that, you can listen anywhere. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. You can listen on your computer, your smartphone, your tablet, if you have internet access. Listen to the stream there, khmg.org. You can also download different apps to your smartphone or tablet. And listen that way as well. We also turn this show into a podcast every week. And you can download the podcast through khmg.org and listen to it in its entirety at your convenience. Share it with others. Put it out on social media. We appreciate it. Speaking of social media, we'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. Harvest Family Radio Guam is on Facebook. And we'd like to hear from you. Maybe you can go on there, Harvest Family Radio Guam, and find us and Follow us, and then you'll get notified every time we upload a new podcast, a new program, new devotional, links to other valuable tools as well. So Harvest Family Radio Guam, look us up on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us in those venues as well. We love to hear from you. Send us a private message through our Facebook page. That is really helpful. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you think and what shows you you listen to, and suggestions for improving our radio ministry. This show here is a little different than anything else we do because it is a lighthearted approach to our week. We're at the end of the week. We're kind of letting our hair down, as they say, and having just a lighthearted approach to the afternoon, giving an alternative for you on this Friday afternoon as you're maybe driving about, picking up the kids, running errands, heading home from work, heading to work. Etc. We'd love to be a blessing to you. And so we intend to humor you a little bit, make you smile, entertain you. But we also want to edify you, build you up in your Christian walk. We want to educate you. We'll talk about things that are, some are more important than others, but educational in the least. And then we also uh, like to talk about just various topics. Today is going to be a little bit of a randomness show. We have some guests who are going to be on the show with us in just a little bit. Some familiar voices to you. And I'll be talking more about that in just a little bit. But this is episode 271, 271 on this June 29th. And I wanted to go through the list of some of the observances that are happening in June. Provided to me by none other than Bob the Librarian. Bob Shuck has been providing this list to me for years, every month. And he gets this list through one of his resources through all his library Jedi friends. Uh, the month of June, 
National Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Month. That makes a lot of sense. Home Ownership, Iced Tea, Migraine and Headache, Month of Awareness Month for National Oceans, Papaya Month, Pest Control Month, Pet Preparedness, Rivers Month, Rose Month, Safety Month, Scoliosis, Seafood, Smile, Soul Food, Steakhouse, Zoo and Aquarium, Okra, Perennial Gardening, Pharmacists, Pluot and Aprium. Pluot and Aprium. I don't know if any of you know what a Pluot and Aprium is. I had to look this up. It's Pluot and Aprium month, and I don't even know what I'm celebrating. Is that, you know, someone, some famous world conqueror? Is it a general? Is it someone's birthday? Was it a, a type of vehicle? I had to look it up. Uh, botanists call the cross between two or more plants interspecific. And that's what pluots and apriums are. Both are part plum and part apricot. But of course, it's way more involved than that. They are complex crosses, uh, according to this Chowhound website. It's impossible to identify what exact percentages of plum and apricot are in each, although different online sources try, according to this article. But a pluot is more plum than apricot. has a smooth plum-like skin, while an aprium is more like an apricot than a plum and has fuzzy apricot-like skin. To complicate things even more, there are many varieties of each fruit that are colored and shaped differently and ripen at different speeds. Pluots and apriums are relatively new fruits, have been introduced to the market since the mid-80s. Uh, let's see here. So who's responsible? Well, his name was Floyd Zager, prolific farmer geneticist. Got his start in the 1950s, creating new varieties of azalea, but soon got into fruit breeding and apprenticed under Fred Anderson, who created the first commercially successful variety of the nectarine which happens to be a modified fruit that I grew up eating and enjoying very much. Uh, let's see here. In the following decades, Zager patented more than 100 fruit varieties, including new types of white peaches and cherries and, of course, pluots and apriums, all through hand pollination, not genetic modification. Very interesting. So it is pluot and aprium month, so you'll never forget that again. Now you'll be able to celebrate that every year, although I don't know if you can get a pluot or an aprium here on Guam, but... I just like saying Pluot and Aprium, obviously. It's also Potty, Train Aware Potty Training Awareness Month for all you desperate parents. Uh, hopefully going to be out of that stage within one to two years. Professional Wellness, PTSD Awareness, Rebuild Your Life, Rose Month, Skyscraper Month, Social Pet Working Month, Sorghum Month, Sports America Kids Month, Student Safety, Turkey Lovers, Vision Research, Zoo and Aquarium, those are all things that are happening in the month of June. And now this week, of course, being the, the last few days of June, let's see what's happening here. Um, it is National Prevention of Eye Injuries Awareness. That's uh, the 27th and through the 4th of July. North American, uh, let's see, Water Ski Days starts today, 29th through the 1st. And the Tour de France starts tomorrow through July 22nd. So remember growing up watching Greg LeMond. And the Tour de France. Thought it was so interesting. I had a friend that was really into that. Since there's only two days left in the month of June, let me talk about what they are. Today, the 29th of June, is an observance camera day. So if you have a camera, maybe you can post a new picture on Facebook. Send us a little uh, notification through our Facebook page. We'd love to see your picture. Drive your Corvette to work day. I should have driven my Corvette to work day. Immediately followed by, I don't have a Corvette. Uh, hug holiday. Not celebrating that at all. National Almond Butter Crunch Day, 
and Waffle Iron Day. Tomorrow, the 30th, Asteroid Day, Leap Second Time Adjustment Day. Uh, I don't know how much of an adjustment that is, but Meteor Day, National Haskip Berry Day, and National Ice Cream Soda Day. So there's some of the observances that are happening in the month of June while we still have June. Can't believe it's almost July. Fourth of July is next week. Going to be a great week. Get a day off in the middle of the week with that. Want to take a short break. When we come back, I have Troy Prins with us today. No stranger to the radio show. Been on here before. He's provided me with great content. He's one of my student research assistants. Plus, Lawrence Nagengast is back with This Day in History. We're going to have a little food quiz again, like last week. But these are going to be much tastier. So stick around more live till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five it's friday june 29th 3 17 p.m here at the khmg studios if you ever miss part of the show tune in saturdays from noon to two sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on 88.1 fm or pick up the live stream through our website khmg.org we'd love for you to be able to access this content multiple ways you can also download the podcast after chris edits it and uploads it you'll have that available to you and you can listen to the whole show at your leisure now i'm joined in studio by troy prince troy welcome back to the show thank you i'm glad to be back now as uh the listeners can probably tell you have a youthful voice he's actually 47 years old but uh you know he only looks uh 12 so how old are you actually troy well i'm 11 but i'll turn 12 in september okay so he's almost 12 years old and what grade would that put you in uh, next year, I'll be in sixth. Sixth grade. Excellent. All right. Well, Troy has been uh, one of the young men that listens to the show and then gives me feedback and has actually, as many of you have heard, he's provided me with content multiple times, a lot of the Ripley's Believe It or Not type stuff and different lists. And I asked him if he'd be willing to come on the show with me today and just bring whatever research he wanted. So it's it's fun to have a research assistant uh, because they look at things from a different perspective, and Troy's looking at it from an 11-year-old boy's perspective. What's the topic for today, Troy? Well, today I chose hotels. Okay, and why'd you choose hotels? Well, it's summertime, and lots of people travel, so, and where do you go when you travel? Usually a hotel. Brilliant, brilliant. I like the way you think. Okay, well, give us some of the information you found on hotels. Well, first off, I'd like to give a brief history. This is taken from the website called hospitalitynet.org. So, here we go. It says, hotels have been around since biblical times, yet they were not all buildings. Usually, rest-seeking travelers would often spend the night in another person's house, then leave in the morning. Later on, the Greeks provided thermal baths in the middle of the villages and towns for weary travelers who who were dusty and wanted to clean off. And then after that, the Romans were the first to build buildings dedicated to provide refuge to travelers 
but only for but only for the ones that are on government business. <clears throat> During the Middle Ages, monasteries and abbeys were dedicated to providing shelter for travelers. Also, also inns were developed for re- by religious orders. Inns were still used even to the 15th century when the hotel industry began in France. Later, during the 16th century, hotels spread to England because of the increased use of horse-pulled stagecoaches for for transportation. Hotels spread to America during the Industrial Revolution, and over the years since then, hotels have been upgrading and modernizing until they are what they are today. Wow. That's all from that one website. Yes. <laughs> wow. See, that's great. It's like a like a history report. So yeah. now tell me, uh, have you got to stay in some hotels during your travels? Uh, yeah. Just last week we went to the Hotel Nico. Yeah. Uh, why did you guys stay there? Just to get away? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. They have some nice swimming pools and a nice oh, yeah. beach area there and stuff. What's your favorite part about going to a hotel? Oh, yeah. Staying overnight, it's different than staying in your own house. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's kind of like a camp out in a way. You know, my favorite part of hotels, the smell. Yeah, it, that's it, true. it smells, you know, like you can smell the fresh linens and mm-hmm. you smell the, the clean smell. And then the thought of, hey, I don't have to make this bed myself tomorrow. <laughs> Someone else is going to make this bed. It's kind of nice. Someone else is going to clean this room. So, yeah. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, uh, now, in your research, did you find anything else out about hotels? Yeah. So I also went to naturalgeographic.com and found uh, five weird hotels from around the world. First off, we, these aren't in any category or order, and I'm not doing top five. Okay. The first one is the Manta Resort, Pemba Island, Zanzibar. This hotel, this hotel is located in the remote Pemba Island, in in Zanzibar, which I just put out, and what's put this hotel on this list is its underwater room. You can literally sweep with the fish, as the living quarters are above water, and the sweeping quarters are below the are below the sea sea level in a queer bedroom on this floating hotel room. Next off is the Golden Crown, Levin Iglet, in Levi, Finland. You can enjoy looking up the northern lights from one of the 18 glass igloos or do it from outside in the hot tub if you're brave enough to do it in below freezing temperatures. Next up is the Book and Bed Tokyo in Tokyo, Japan. This hotel looks like a bookstore until you slide one of the bookshelves away to reveal a hidden room with 30 human-sized cubbies with a bed inside each one. Also, reading areas are available with over 300 titles in Japanese, and it's only for 3,500 yen, which is 35 U.S. dollars. Nice. I'll check that out. Next up is uh, Hotel Costa Verde, Provincia de Putinares, Costa Rica. This hotel's claim to fame is its upcycled 1965 Boeing 727, which is an, which is an airplane, uh, two-bedroom luxury guest house with two patios on the wings and jungle view, views from every window, while the room rests on 50-foot-tall supports. And the last one is Palacio de Sal in Sala de Uyuni, Bolivia. And it's a, you've 
So you've probably heard of ice hotels or maybe even sand hotels. But this luxury hotel is made entirely out of salt. Not surprisingly, the hotel's specialty dinner is salt chicken. Hmm. Wow. Then if you uh, are eating your french fries, you can literally just like wipe them on the wall and you make them all salty. Well, that's cool. Did you have to work on the pronunciation of some of those cities? Oh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of those are really difficult. Well, that's fascinating. And you found those last ones off of National Geographic. Yes. Excellent. That's a great uh, resource to go to for different information. Now, Troy, what are you guys doing this summer? You guys doing any traveling? You staying on Guam? Well, we're not going, we're not really going anywhere. Um, we all, I am planning to go to the Pacific Rim Camp. Oh yeah, that's right. It's and, coming up. Yeah. And it's uh, the week after next week. Yep. Yep. All right. Are yep. your sisters old enough to go to that too? Uh, yes. Both of them will be going too. Excellent. Oh, you're going to have fun. All mm-hmm. my kids all grew up going to that camp and they just have a blast and um, a lot of fun stuff going on yeah. here in the summertime for kids, which is great. Uh, now, Troy, what what else do you do this summer? Like, do you guys go swimming? Do you go hiking? What do you do to, to entertain yourself during the days? Well, well, sometimes we'll go on a hike or go to the beach or like maybe the pool. Yeah, yeah, and I and I do professional swimming, so that takes a lot of time too. Nice. Are you with one of the swim clubs here? Yes. Okay. Who do you swim with? Uh, Manukai. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some other Harvest kids that are in that group as well. So. Really? Well, there used to be maybe when <laughs> yeah. when my kids were younger. So, cool. Well, Troy, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, I think all the other guys are gonna join us for a quiz, some snacks, and just some all-around fun. So, Troy, you'll stay around, right? Yep. Okay, great. And listeners, you stick around as well. You're listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday, June 29th, 325 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 271. And uh, we are enjoying the summer, the last days of June. So stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. Back with a little more live till five. It is Friday, June 29th, 3:31 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Again, if you ever miss part of the show, tune in Saturdays noon to two, Sunday nights seven to nine p.m. We do that on purpose because we know not everyone can listen for two straight hours. A lot of people are out running errands; they're just catching a little bit of the show on the radio, but they want to hear more. Well, you can tune in Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. or Sunday nights from seven to nine p.m. And then you can catch us at different times, pick up different parts of the show, tell your friends about it, listen online through khmg.org, khmg.org. You can just click on the listen button there, or you can download the podcast and listen whenever you feel like it. Share it on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Let us know you're listening through our email there on our website, or even better, through social media, Facebook. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. And if you follow us there, you'll get the updates for everything we we add, we're constantly putting posts on the Facebook page. We're also on Instagram as well, and I believe on Twitter. So 
if you're interested in those, you know, it, we're not hard to find. Anyway, <clears throat> I do want to share with you what I call happy little accidents. I get these from the book called Accidents May Happen. 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Fultz Jones. Thank you, Helen, for providing this book to me. It's been very helpful, and I've learned a lot. This is part of the educational part of the program. So here you go. This, these are some things that were discovered by accident. Anyone who types and makes a mistake knows about liquid paper. Now, typing is something we used to do before we had printers. Now you just reprint the page. But in the old days, put a piece of paper in the machine. You spin it up. You type. And then you return. And sometimes you type the wrong letter. Oh, And so what you'd have to do, you pull it up, then you get out the, the white the white out or the liquid paper, and then you get it back in the right spot, let it dry, and then you type, ding, and you go go ahead. So Sound effects are very real. <laughs> thank you, Troy. That's why I have you here, because you're, you're, you're what, you're what uh, my son Andrew calls a hype man. You just kind of help <laughs> get everyone excited about what I'm doing, so thank you. Okay, so anyone who types or used to type and makes mistakes knows about liquid paper. It's a kind of white paint sold in small bottles that covers typing errors. While liquid paper is no, was no accident, it was a messy typing. It was the messy typing erasures that led to its invention. Betty Nesmith of Dallas was an excellent typist. In 1951, she had a job as an executive secretary at a bank. But then someone brought new technology into the office: electric typewriters. With a lighter touch on the keyboard, it was easier to make errors. To make matters worse, the electric typewriter had a new kind of ribbon. Every time Nesmith erased a typing error, an ugly mess remained. Nesmith had once helped design holiday window displays, and she knew that when artists make an error, they don't erase. They paint over the mistake. So she went home and mixed up some paint in a bottle and found a watercolor brush. Then she took them to the office. For the next five years, whenever she made a mistake, she would sneak the paint out of the drawer and paint over the error. She had to be sneaky because in those days it was considered cheating for a person to pass herself off as a perfect typist when she was really making errors. Soon other typists found out about her paint and wanted their own bottles. So Nesmith made some to sell to coworkers. She called the product Mistake Out. By 1958, she changed the name to Liquid Paper and was selling hundreds of bottles a month. If Betty Nesmith had never made any typing mistakes... The world might never have been given liquid paper. Now typists everywhere are grateful for her errors. And here are a few facts to go with that. Betty Nesmith began her business in her kitchen, probably not more than 100 square feet of space. The company's current plant is more than 170,000 square feet. In 1979, the Gillette Company purchased Liquid Paper Corporation. That year's sales totaled $38 million dollars. Liquid Paper, which is a trademark brand name, is available in several colors as well as the original white. We called it whiteout. It's kind of like Kleenex. No matter what kind of tissue it is, we just call it Kleenex. Liquid paper, we always call it whiteout. And now, what we use in the office when we make the occasional rare error is more of a tape that already has this. It's more of a white tape that blends in with the paper. So instead yeah, I've of seen a, those. have you seen that? And you kind of press it down and you roll it, and the tape sticks to the paper, and then you lift it up, and the tape breaks. And it's, it's basically like it's like the same thing, but stickier. And uh, not liquid, so it's kind of semi-liquid. Here's another one. Make a list of the most influential people in world history. You might include Julius Caesar, Cleopatra, Confucius, Queen Victoria, Gandhi, Thomas Edison, Marie Curie, Albert Einstein. Wait, 
Believe it or not, there's another one. Sai Lun. Who's Sai Lun, you might ask? Well, Sai Lun was a Chinese court official almost 2,000 years ago. In 105 AD, he invented paper as we know it today. He mashed mulberry bark, hemp, rags, and water into a pulp, pressed out the liquid, and hung the thin mat in the sun to dry. People had writing materials as early as 3500 BC, but paper allowed the Chinese to become the most advanced culture in the world. Surprisingly, Sai Lun method of papermaking was not introduced in Europe for another 1,000 years. In 1151, the first paper mill was built in Spain. Over the centuries, the demand for paper grew, especially with the invention of the printing press. While the need for paper grew, the supply of rags shrank. Besides, papermaking was a very time-consuming practice. The world needed a solution. One day in the early 1700s, no one is sure of the date, René-Antoine Ferchot de Remur, don't ask me to say that again, a French scientist was walking in the woods. As he walked, he spotted a wasp nest, and since the wasps weren't home, he stopped to investigate. Suddenly, Remur realized that the wasp nest was made of paper. How did wasps make paper without using rags? How did they make paper without using chemicals, fire, or mixing tanks? What did the wasps know that humans couldn't figure out? Well, let's find out. Let me turn the page. It was quite simple. The wasps made paper by chewing small twigs or tiny bits of rotting logs and mixing them with saliva and stomach juices. Ramir studied the digestive systems of the wasp and presented his findings at the French Royal Academy in 1719. It took more than 150 years before a machine was invented that could chew wood efficiently enough to make wood pulp paper commercially. Wood pulp paper commercially. But thanks to Ramur and the wasp vacant house, paper is widely used in today's society. There you go. Those are some happy little accidents. Did you know any of that already? No. Me neither. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the I didn't I didn't know that type I didn't know that whiteout was made for typewriters. Yes. We I always thought when you made a mistake in type with typewriters, you just threw the paper away and start over. Well, and if you're just using a printer, that's exactly what people do. Uh, in the old days, now I just saw one of our coworkers uh, pulled out the old typewriter, the old IBM electric typewriter recently, because there are some old forms that have to be typed, but you can't run them through the big printer anymore, and so you still have to use the old typewriter. And so all the previous sound effects I did, which I won't do again, (laughs) those all apply to that that old-fashioned typewriter. And it's really not that old-fashioned, but and they have white out in the ribbon. Some of them have white out in the ribbon, so it can go back and erase a, a letter. Sort of like a delete button. Exactly. It's it's the it's the granddaddy of the delete <laughs> button. And so, yeah, very good, Troy. You're fun to have on the show, man. I'm gonna have you on more often. Okay, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna check and see where our buddy Lawrence is at. And we're gonna have a little this day in history, a quiz with Sebastian, our little huge box of fun. I guess it's not little if it's a huge box of fun, but you know what I mean after this short break. Stick around more live till five after this. And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's Friday, June 29th, 3.44 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Yes, it was my birthday this week, and yes, I had a great one. And thank you so much for all the birthday wishes, all of you out there. I'm 46 years old, 
age is just a number until you turn 46, and then age is actually age. So uh, 46 is a real, real. It's a, it's it's a hard fast, uh, you know, point on the timeline. You guys wouldn't know about that yet. Chris, how old are you? I'm gonna be 42 in September. Okay, all right. And uh, Sebastian, how old are you? I'm gonna be 27 in a couple days. Wow. And Troy, you're 11, gonna be 12 in September. We have like multiple generations of yeah. radio celebrities here on the air right now. I put him a standout in this room. You do, you do, in a in a kind of a subtle way, and kind of a you know kind of blending in as the young man in the corner there. So, well, uh, we are. We have a couple things to do before the top of the hour. We have about 15 minutes here. I think what I want to do is, before Lawrence even gets up here, I'd like to do Sebastian's quiz because you got me curious about the topic because you gave us a clue that wasn't much of a clue. What was the clue first? The clue is quiz, a group of questions. Quiz, a group of questions. Okay. (laughs) All right. I I Uh, still, I'm trying to process... So that clue. there was a question last quiz, which I kind of built off of. Um, For those that quiz. listen to these in series. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so they will be on familiar ground here. Um, dun, dun, dun. Th- these are names of groups of animals. Oh, okay. So yes. that's why this is this is Troy's jam. He's gonna say, he's gonna get this. What's what's a group of questions called? A quiz. Oh, ah, got it. Got yeah, I got I'm you. Genius. I got you. Oh, this is off of the Court of Owls last week. Yes, that's that's the now I'm tying it together myself. Are called a court or a council or parliament? Par- or sorry, pal- is yeah, it a parliament? parliament? Yeah, it's a pal- yeah. parliament. Okay, there you go. Um, and a okay. All right, let's get into this. Yes, I'm excited. All right, so. What I'll, I'll have, I have multiple choice. All the names actually in this are. Uh, hey, look who's here to join us. By the way, it's uh, it's none other than Lawrence Nangas, the man, the myth, legend, back from a long journey, far, far away country, with his in-laws and outlaws. Aye, aye, aye. Welcome back, Lawrence. Well, yeah, good to be here. I can. Yeah. Add all right, we're gonna quiz. do a quiz. We're ready. All right. So, like I was saying, all the answers in this are actual names for groups of animals. Okay. So, oh, this is just question one. I didn't miss yeah, anything. you haven't missed anything. No, we were just kind of ramping up for you. So, I'll give you multiple choice here, but um, yeah. All right. So here we go. We'll start with Troy. Uh, question one: A group of owls are called a council. A group of crows are called a murder. What are a group of ravens called? An unkindness, a business, a sloth, or a cauldron? So you see a group of ravens. What would you call them? Um, I'm gonna go with cauldron. A cauldron. Hmm. Give me, give me the uh, four options one more An time. An unkindness, a business, a sloth, or a cauldron. I'm gonna call them a, a business. A, a business. business of ravens. I liked cauldron. I thought that sounded good. Uh, it may not be right. <laughs> Sounds good though. Group of ravens. Yeah. An unkindness and a sloth. Yeah. They're so weird that definitely one of those is yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. I'm going to go with the sloth simply because why else would that be in there? So yeah. close. Yeah. So close. It's is, an is it an unkindness? It? It's an unkindness. Oh, my god. They're goodness. known to taunt and torment other predators and will sense. work together to steal an prey. Unkindness? I read a whole thing about how these words came to be, and it, what it was is in, in the literary world, they were trying to find ways to describe common things, mm-hmm. and so... They actually made these things up, and then because they were uh, inserted into literature, 
now they are they became common. law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like it's usually of lions. characteristics. Like you might exactly. feel that right. of that right. group of animals. Yes. Don't give it away, it Lawrence. <laughs> oh, is that the next question? <laughs> no. We'll see. We'll find <laughs> out. Who knows? All right. No. Well, so far, Ofer, we all guessed a different thing, and no the fourth option prevailed. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Next question. What's a group of frogs? A pace, an army, a tower, or a band? Uh, a group of frogs. A uh, band. A band. A pace. A pace. A pace. Can you give me the other two options? An I army or a tower? Hmm. Wasn't that J.R.R. Tolkien's story, A Tower of Frogs? Hmm. I don't know. I don't read much. Maybe a pace. A pace. I'm only in the false book. <laughs> Let's see. A pace and what did you say? Um, I said a band. You said the band. Oh, I'm going to go with the tower. Man, you guys are. <laughs> it's an army. It's an army. Oh, an army, possibly oh, wow. because of their color and aggressiveness in groups. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Green. They're drab. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. this is terrible. <laughs> hey, now you know for the future, right? Uh, you can say hey, it's an army of frogs over yeah, there. You would think it'd be a navy oh, of frogs because they're amphibious. Yeah, Get right. It? Our bonus Seals. actually, a group of toads are called a knot. Just for the record. Okay. So huh. uh, that's not a question, but I would just. <laughs> that also makes no sense. Would, would okay. have me Man, right. there, you're getting yeah. us on this one. This is good. All right. What is a group of lobsters called? A cloud, a bed, a risk, or a hood? Uh, I'm going to go with hood. Hood. A cloud. A cloud. A lobsters. bed. Bed of they're, on, they're down on the bottom, right? Yeah, somebody's so. getting these right. Yeah. What's the four <laughs> options? <laughs> a cloud, a bed, a risk, or a hood? It's a risk. Is it a risk you're willing to take? Yeah, and somebody's <laughs> getting a point. That's all I know right now. Congratulations, Lawrence. You oh! took a risk. And oh, you man. It, it, a risk. They're also known as a pot of lobsters, um, but risk oh, is one pot. of the unique group names. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, they're caught in a pot as yeah. well. A yeah. pod, yeah. Oh, a pod. P O D. Oh yeah. well, when you catch lobsters, you put a pot. That's in right. The, yeah, that's right. I've watched. In. I've watched it's those Discovery Channel shows about that. It's a cage. They, yeah, they, they call do a that pot. in Alaska. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's basically one to zero to zero to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and that was. Only I don't know if that makes us a good quiz or a bad quiz. Double pure points. Well, on the third question. All right. On the fourth. They're pure. Here we go. Yeah, pure, pure points, yeah. not yeah. as opposed to every other week. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, a group points. of iguanas, a kindle, a gang, a horde, or a mess. Uh, I'm gonna go with mess. A horde, horde. <laughs> There's a mess of iguanas over there. <laughs> a group of iguanas That's, makes a mess. That just I sounds guarantee. like somebody who's saying. Can you give me the other options? A kindle, a gang. A horde or a mess. A Kindle just seems out of place. I'm, so I'm going to try it. Kindle. There you go. I do think it is Kindle because I think I've heard of that before. So oh, I'm wow. Kindle as well. All right. Troy, you get the point. It's yes. a mess. It's oh, a mess. Um, a Kindle is a group of cats. Uh, a oh, gang wow. is a group of elk. A horde is a group of hamsters. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. It's a hamster horde. Oh. Yeah. Or, or uh, <laughs> Mongols. Yes. The Mongol the hordes Mongol came horde. across the mm-hmm. Great Wall of China. Yeah, the largest yeah, in the land wild. empire in the world. 
to their give history. some idea. In the wild, iguanas lie intertwined in large groups, and it can be difficult to see where one iguana ends and another begins. So and that's it's a mess. A mess. But there, a mess. there are some guys, old guys that I know that say, oh, I had a mess of pancakes for. That's right. They yeah. just say a mess that for of anything. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. So, so tangled. I got a yeah. mess of snacks right here. We're going to have a little <laughs> bit. All right. Next question. Final question here. So uh, it's tied between Troy and Lawrence. Oh, one to one. Rousing game. Yeah, one to one. It's anybody's uh, it's, game. Going to tie it up. It's feeling pretty close here. So, all right. Question five. What do you call a group of sharks? A draft, an army, a shiver, or a hover? Uh, I'm going to go with shivel because that just stood out to me. Mm, a shiver of sharks. I think I would say a hover of sharks. If we're going with what they seem to do, which a few of these did do that. I, Shiver stood out to me, too, just because it seems strange. I, I could have gone with a Kindle, but that was in the last question. <laughs> shiver. Shiver me timbers. There's a shiver of sharks. <laughs> right. Well said. <laughs> I'm going to go with draft. I think Shiver's a... Uh, a it's it's a, a uh distractor a off of draft and and that's what i'm going i'm mm. going draft troy you win buddy oh yes. it is a shiver your sentence wow. was grammatically hey, correct at least i got one point uh, it could be suggestive he of used what, it in a sentence that's exactly. like how that's that you win said. the spelling yeah <laughs> yeah um it uh, it could be suggestive of what happens to a person who stumbles across a group of sharks while out swimming that's for sure <laughs> or it could relate to the fact that most sharks are cold-blooded so Either way. Wow. Yeah. So Troy proves our theory that whoever goes first usually wins. wins. Wow. Um, usually the number one person wins, and the that's probably is been... so clear. There's no distra- distracting elements. Everything that's right. Just... You haven't been thrown off by everyone else's right. answers or jokes or distracting questions. What throws me off is the Smart pace Alex. at which Jared answers. Because, yeah. <laughs> again, king of unnecessary knowledge. Yeah, I, I, I just uh, say it with confidence, even if yeah. I don't know. Well, of and, course, it's a horde of sharks. Then, I, I've, I've trained myself not That's to right. be distracted by yes. that. Yeah, because you You're, know that I'm not. Because you got zero right today. I did. <laughs> I, I mean, so I was way off. Number zero. On I was way list. off. But I was way off with confidence. And, Troy, that's something you learn in the biz is just say it yep. like you know. Never let them see you sweat. And that's right. Never let, let, never let them see you sweat. And Which is impossible on the radio. That's, that's, you know, that's what we need on this show is someone that's literal all yep. the time. So you, you're, you're our guy on that one as well. So, well, we have about uh, three or four minutes where we're going to take the top of the hour break. Let's talk about what we're doing this weekend. And then when we come back to the top of the hour, we're going to have this day in history and we're going to do our... What do I call it? Uh, oh, yeah, the Live Till 5 huge box of fun. So oh. we're going to do that in the second hour as well. So listeners, I know you can't wait for that. So, uh, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Some photography, probably. Go out and um, shoot something I haven't shot before, which is um, with, a, with a camera. Which is difficult because <laughs> I've shot a lot of things <laughs> on this island. I think so. it's, uh, you know, that I think today is National Camera Day or something like that, or National oh, yeah? Photograph Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed yep, to be like the day everyone goes out and takes pictures. I have not taken a single picture today, which is not usual for me because usually I've taken something, but yes. not today. So this weekend. Now, have you ever used a selfie stick? Never. Is that, is that a. Is I that see, a, I don't you know, shoot it all a with a picture of yourself. No, I never shoot with a phone. Yeah. So it'd be awkward know. to put a big old SLR camera on a selfie. I, I may take I may take five pictures a year with my phone. So because I, okay. I usually have a camera with me, 
Oddly, today I don't even have it. I don't know why I didn't bring it, but it's okay. I usually do. It's all right. It's you know National Photo Day. Hope you get some good pictures this weekend. Sure. Maybe you can get a good one and post it on the Facebook page. Yes. So all the listeners can see it. Yeah. Well, they're always on Instagram. There's a new one every day on Instagram. And what's our Instagram uh, location? It's uh, Harvest Family Radio. Harvest Family. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend besides getting over your jet lag? Uh, that is tough, which is why this radio show is helping. Uh, something Just trying something to keep you up. To keep, keep you yeah, horizontal. It's been tough. I've been up since 3.30. Vertical. <laughs> since 3.30, and it's been a long day. Um, but no, in, in all reality, uh, we're probably moving, uh, that's actually. Great. We close on a house on Monday, mm-hmm. so I'm going to start finalizing packing our house, and then uh, probably watch a little soccer. Uh, it's yes. getting interesting starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, did you guys talk about that in this no, hour? We bet, no. In the second hour, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Chris, Chris is our resident it's expert. It's been pretty. Uh, <laughs> been a pretty fun. The the Japan Senegal thing, I think, is probably most yellow cards the ever. Most, right? Well, no, it's it's the yellow card difference between the two teams decides who goes yeah, on. Yeah, fair play didn't. points. Yeah, which is I didn't even know was a part of the thing. Anyways, we won't go there. I like it though. Really, yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. But there are the some, fact that it was used is yeah. it takes a yeah. lot to the, get. Yeah. There, there have been some teams that have gotten dozens of yellow mm-hmm. cards on their way to winning, and they're. Frankly, kind of crooked I just, teams, yeah, frankly. Yeah, yeah I, I will save that for the second hour, I guess. Uh, so a little bit of that, uh, coaching a basketball game tomorrow, uh, picnic with the church on That's Sunday right. evening, which yep. will be a lot of yep. fun. And, uh, so, yeah. All right. Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Well, we might try some uh, New York-style pizza tonight. Oh, uh, Ooh, that's always good. Homemade or going somewhere? Going somewhere. Tommy's? I, or? Yeah, yeah, because I saw... Oh, that's the best. I saw the post also. And I Have was, you had that one? Oh, I've had it. I'm yeah, kind of I've heard about this. it. I, I love pizza, so yeah. I'm on the hunt for good pizza. Nice. And, uh, What's it yeah. called? Tommy's Pizza Shop. It's yeah. supposed to be pretty... I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, if you go down to Ganya and if Shirley is on your left, you just keep going straight and eventually it'll be on the right. Okay. For a little bit. Not yeah, too much. It's in a Ganya somewhere. It'll just in be a Ganya somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It just goes around. Troy, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, not much. Uh, we're going to the PIC today. Oh. For another overnight stay. That's great. Yep, and then we'll be then we'll spend the probably most of the whole day at the at the pool there. Great. All right. So you get a nice sunburn before Sunday. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Well, great. Well, and I've got, I'll talk about what I'm doing in the second hour as well. Listeners, stick around. We have another hour of Live Till 5. Guys, thanks for being here in the first hour. Stick around as well. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. SRN News is right around the corner here. And then a second hour of Live Till 5, episode 271 on this Friday, June 29th. See you in just a bit. With the second hour of Live Till 5, it's Friday, June 29th, 4.04 p.m. here during the live broadcast of Live Till 5. That's where we got the name. It's a live two-hour broadcast from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. every Friday 
here on KHMG 88.1 FM. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5. You can catch us online, khmg.org. Download the podcast. Listen to the live stream. Go to Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Instagram, Twitter. Chris, are we on Twitter? Yes. Har- it's like Harvest Fam. Harvest Fam Radio. But Harvest you, Fam Radio. If you search for Harvest Family Radio, since that's our name, that'll pop up. It will. It will pop up. Yeah. Okay. And then you just follow us on every possible social media platform and... You know, email us regularly and stop by with cookies, anything, anything like we will take pluots and apriums uh, today or German chocolate cakes, German chocolate cake. Oh, this Ooh, week. Huh. <laughs> Let me just talk about cake for a moment here because it was my birthday this week. And this week I happened to get the best uh, black forest cake I've ever had mm. in my life. And, and it rivaled the black you forest brownie bar. You got that at pine cone, I know, man. But that was different. It's a, it, they're, they're like crying. They're side by side. That was a Black Forest brownie bar. Yeah, so it that was, was a different bar. That was also very delicious. A little more dense than yes, a cake it was, would be. It was, yeah, it weighed a pound. It, it weighed did. a pound. It but did right next I, to the cream puff. The four pieces of Black Forest cake I ate were light <laughs> as a That pound. was also a pound. It yes, just took four I'm pieces to pound. get there. And uh, it was Jessica Basildua, the KHMG baker at large, that mm-hmm. um, it helps us with these things. And she made me a birthday cake. It was unbelievable. I'm not. I'm still not quite sure how she found out that's my favorite cake, but uh, super grateful for that. Well, we, we don't went, know. We went pretty hardcore on the Mm-mm. pine cone discussion. Yes. Well, and, we did, and and I know that might well, have led to it. She knows because I know because you've said it on the radio, and I'm good at keeping oh. small details like that in my head. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I just that's enjoyed a random it. Favorite Thank you, too. Jessica. <laughs> And yeah, not everyone likes German chocolate cherries. or cherries like in a black forest. So those are two. Mm. Number three would be tropical uh, carrot cake. Mm. Tropical carrot cake. I've never heard of that before. It's like carrot cake, but, but it's it has tropical. I didn't even know carrot cakes frosting. had carrots in yeah. them for the it longest time. It has carrot cake, but it also has, it, they put crushed <laughs> pineapple in the cake mix. Oh. So it has a little bit of a, a, a consistency. Is a little more I was pretty shocked moist. when I found out. That there's carrots and carrot cake. Yes. <laughs> All those little orange things. I thought those were sprinkles for what? Halloween or something. There's actually thought, carrots in this? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were oranges. <laughs> All right. So now, guys, uh, I, what I would like to do is, as you can see here, listeners, I'm going to describe to you in the theater of the mind, the Live Till 5 <laughs> huge box of fun with an exclamation point. It's a cardboard box. And we're going to do a little, because we can't do what's in my coffee right now, we are going to do uh, what's in my huge box of fun we could do it we could make some coffee and we could each put something in somebody else's coffee we could and then we could there you go so i'm gonna give you guys each one of these now none last week we had some things that might not be very good i mean some people did not like what they got last week as a matter of fact jet conda's description of receiving the exact opposite of what he had hoped and dreamed i think (laughs) was one of the funniest <laughs> little phrases. I went back and listened to it. I played it for everyone in the office. Everyone was dying. It was just, it's so funny. And so, Jet, thank you very much for that. I think he said, that is not that what is I expected. the opposite of what I had hoped oh, the for. Opposite. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The opposite of what I've hoped for. Okay, so I'm going to give you each. Uh, Whoa. Here you go. This has snacks on top of the tea. There you go. So we are, No one's this allergic is, to peanuts, are they? He oh, is no. allergic to okay. tree nuts. Yeah. So we think we're safe. Nuts, except peanuts and almonds. Okay, okay, I believe that we are okay. Not to give it away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tread carefully with this stuff. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Here's right. mine. Oh, you got the shamrock Ooh, nuts. Ooh, M&M's. 
I, this should yeah, be it's, easy. It's what's in my M&M. Now, I will give you, you a chance. You have a couple of bonus bags? Oh, yay. They are bonus bags here. I know so every flavor of m you may, possible. You may trade one, your bag for one of these two bonus bags if you so choose. I put in about five or six M&Ms and the corner of the packaging. Oh. So if you'd like to well, trade, you're you're free to I'd trade. I'd be getting rid of that though. I have to. I'm going to trade for this one. I already okay. know. I already know what this Anyone one is. Anyone want to make another I'm trade? I'm really excited um, I'm about the ones for, I currently I'm going to go for that one because I already this know I, what this I think one I is. Okay. What this All right. Is. There's a terrible mistake here though because I can determine what this is based off of the best before date. Okay. I'm just Great. kidding. I can't do yeah, that. Okay. I was going to say you're a Eminem savant. That's amazing. Well, even though this is not from the hub, we'll play the Hebrews theme here. Yeah. This segment is brought to you by. <laughs> We're missing the Mars Bar Corporation. Jared Baldwin <laughs> theme song. And the uh, unnamed local convenience store slash gas station. They have an endless oh. variety of drinks and snacks, Literally including endless. seven different types of MMs I found out today. <laughs> I like it a lot. I go there oh, yeah. frequently. Oh, I know what that is. So, I already know what this one is, too. All right. So this, one, this is what we do. Uh, and we'll start with Chris. We'll work our way around. You Are we doing tea or M M&M and M first? Uh, M&M, let's, then let's do M and M's, and then we'll go back around for the tea. tea. Hey, do you mind if I trade for the other one actually? Because I don't like this flavor. <laughs> this one? What? Well, this yeah. one? There you go. No problem. <laughs> He's playing okay. musical bags over there. <laughs> Chris, Chris, go ahead and uh, describe what they look like and taste like. They look a lot like M and M's, but okay. bigger. I'm they sure look like they, peanut M and M's. They're slightly bigger, which Is indicates there the, the other flavor. Well, I mean, they're green, orange, red, brown, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're just your mm-hmm. regular M&M's Standard. colors. Okay. But they're a little bit bigger than your average M&M, which always indicates there's a there's a flavor in there. Something special. Yeah. So I'm going to try it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Almost yum, ate the paper. Yum, that's yum. peanut butter right there. Peanut butter. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's, that's the easiest one of all. I didn't even know they had that until I... What? Well, yeah. I'll do the big like reveal here in a minute. Peanut butter instead of peanut. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, Lawrence, yours look colorful. Mine are. Mine are the You're more of a Halloween colors. color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a Weezy's Pieces. But what does it taste like? The arch rival of M&M's. I think <laughs> it's just caramel, caramel uh, filling. Okay. So, it tastes like a Milky Way. Okay. Um, nice. I haven't with, had those. With, with a crunch. Here. Well, watch oh, wow. out for I my. put the He's corner sharing. of the bag that I ripped off as well, so you can maybe have a hint by the coloring of the bag. Yeah, this threw me off because it's got the yellow M and M, who's the peanut M and M. Nice. The red ones. Mm-hmm. The red ones chocolate, but it's a red bag. Yeah. So. Yeah. It really didn't give me any hints. I'm just going with caramel. Okay. Caramel. 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 Okay. They're good. Though. Sebastian. Mine look like. M&M's that have been genetically modified to be a little bit bigger. Okay. Yours looks kind of flat. They look yeah. a little flat. Genetically modified. I'll try one. Before um, the M&M's are slaughtered. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they genetically they enhance They them. pump up the best parts of the right. M&M. Yeah. Um, this is like, I feel like it's a vanilla because when I investigate further and I only eat half of the M&M. <laughs> Such as I eating. S- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I notice that the inside is filled with like a white, <laughs> more of a white Are you uh, sure they're not flavor. coconut? And not, well, I don't know. Is that a flavor? That exists? Yeah, there's, a, so. there's a coconut M&M? <laughs> no, I don't know. If Lawrence were, is the drink whisperer, but, but not think, necessarily the M&M whisperer. <laughs> I think it's vanilla. Okay. It could be coconut. I've never heard of it. I've I'm never not heard gonna, that flavor before. Mm, you know, yeah. 
You uh, might I still think, not I think have. you're right with the vanilla or something okay. close. Okay. All or right. Like vanilla okay. shake or something. Like that. All right. Okay. Uh, Troy, what does yours taste like okay. and look like? Mine look more like gumballs. Okay. And <laughs> they are yeah, pretty they're big. much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the mole. And they're almost round. Yeah. Yours. Wait, did you start with those and then trade it and then trade it back for them? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He knows how to play the game. Huh. I think I know which so. ones those are. Ooh. That was a nice crack. A serious that was crunch. Better, that was better radio. That was good radio <laughs> tasting technique. That goes back to Sebastian's first day on the radio right. with <laughs> oh, yeah. fresh yeah. take. So what does it oh, taste yeah. like there? What does it look like? So. In, it looks a little funny. <laughs> so when I opened, And then we made him do it again, and he only had two. So, <laughs> Sorry, so when true. I open it up, uh, the, the shell falls apart, and I have this nice little pretzel-looking ball. Ooh, a pretzel ball. Which mm-hmm. is which is a pretzel. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. You wouldn't Confirm. want to have something fall out of your M and M that looks like a pretzel ball, but it's not yeah. a pretzel ball. It's actually it's like dust. A, yeah. Okay, great. Mine are earth tones. They uh, are you, very earthy. You, you know, it, they they're tan, uh, like the color of my trousers. They're uh, mm-hmm. dark brown. In fact, you probably own like a pair color, of trousers of each of those colors. Like this is like the color of my eyebrows, brown. Mm-hmm. And then they. Kind of the in-between Kind color of a rusty the, couch. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that. And um, I'm thinking of they're the one good. in the basement they're, of the church. They're like they're bigger than a regular M&M and smaller than a peanut M&M. They taste like chocolate-covered coffee beans. Yep, they're awesome. So I would guess that these are coffee-flavored yeah, M&Ms. I like those. Have we been able to taste those over there? Do we know what's going on in those two bonus bags? We have two bonus bags here. Um, why don't you guys go for that? Take I noticed that these bags are not full of like how much of a pack would have. I have. Did I you, have the did rest. You chew on no, I have the rest <laughs> for you right here. So help yourself if you'd Whoa. like to try another another M&M and give me your. What do you think of these? This was a new one I'd never seen before. I don't enjoy those. I already I already know what this one is. What is it? What is it? Strawberry nut. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, do. I like those. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of strawberry nut. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And then here, right. these might be left over from St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm not I think sure. they've been in the gas station those since. Are, those are the easiest <laughs> one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. This is the one you want to finish up yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives a pleasant a mouthfeel. Oh, oh minty. Mm, that is great. I could eat all those of those. Those are mint. Okay. And all right, so I'll, we'll do the big reveal on these here in a second, but let's go ahead and talk about mm. our teas real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have drink number one. As I, it's a it's a lighter lighter brew of tea here. Mm-hmm. You're probably green tea. Mm. It's a it's green, but it also has a little a hint of fruit, maybe a... Oh boy! After eating that mint M and M, now everything tastes like mint. <laughs> everything is mint. You it, it has done almost this like mass. a. It has like a little, almost an apple taste to it. Maybe apple. apple tea. Maybe mm. I'm not sure. Mm. Okay, uh, who has number two? I do. It's a challenge. Um, honestly, the hardest part about this is I don't think this is sweetened, but because I've had so many M and M's, my mouth like feels <laughs> yeah. sweet. Right. Does so anybody think- have any waddle? <laughs> I can get it. <laughs> no, there is a little bit of sweetness in there. I just think, I just think this is the unsweetened black tea. Could be. That's all I I, I can go with. All right. Who has number three? Oh, I'm number three. All right. Oh. And I'm pretty sure this is unsweet as well. And I'm also pretty sure it's black tea. Yeah. So I don't know if we've got the same thing. Mine might be. Mine might be None semi-sweet. Of, no two are the same. No two. But are the mine same. might be. Mine has a little bit of sugar in it. I Does bet it? mine's sweeter than yours. 
Mine is unsweet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mine might be sweet black tea. All right. And uh, who has number four? Uh, I have number nine. Uh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Is that a nine? Yeah, that's, that's a nine. Okay. Okay. I don't, right. I don't know crazy. where that oh, came from. Oh, it could from. be an upside down six. Okay, it, it probably was supposed to be a four, and I was in a hurry. So, what, <laughs> what does it uh, taste like, Sebastian? I knew exactly what this was once you handed it to me because I'm an addict of the raspberry tea. Dun dun dun! Ooh, there you go. It even has a, a, a little bit of does a hue. A, does it have a redder tinge? It, it, it's a like little it. cloudier <laughs> because there's sugar and yeah. stuff. These there. are all the pure leaf, pure leaf the pure brand teas. Yeah, they're good. So, Okay, and uh, what does yours taste like, Troy? Well, I haven't tasted mine yet. It looks more like an apple juice than a tea. Okay. Mm, it's it's sweetened, and it uh, for some reason it does taste like apple. So mm. I, I'm gonna go. Couple of apple teas. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's an I don't know if there's such thing as an apple tea, but if there is, that's what I'm going for. And it's unsweetened. Mm, okay, all the right. Natural well, let's, sugars of apple. <laughs> first off, let's uh, we'll we'll go back wow. to the M and M's real quick. Well, you got um, share size of everything. <laughs> I had I had the new coffee yep. nut M and M's, which I've never had before. Those are good. I restapled these for freshness. Oh, we also had wise. a bag of mint dark chocolate M and M's. Those oh, will stay with us the rest of the day. I'll trade yep. for those. Uh, the ones or that those. no one liked were the strawberry nut. I, I so like you them. may have those, oh, Sebastian. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I don't care for those. Uh, then we had the pretzel, pretzel M&M's. Did you like the pretzel ones? Yeah, Troy? those are pretty good. That's a that's one of those small bags. Uh, let's see here. We also had some white chocolate. That's what it was. Well, yeah, there you chocolate. go. You may have those too. Those are for the baby, by the way. Awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Peanut butter. Peanut yeah, butter. For, Who had that I first? Had. There you go. You can Thank have those. You. And then uh, let's see. What else? Thanks we for had, stapling these. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, caramel. Yeah, that, Caramel, there you go. That's Mars. what I have. Those are awesome. Nice. These, these were I've never good. seen those. The, I haven't either. It's I even have. in a blue. Those are legendary. Oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> They're your, legendary. Your yeah. share, your, the Amongst share size, the, that's what was red. I'm the, the only one that got a legular size. <laughs> the M&M's, if you find some just on the ground, you know, just regular, that's like a common find. But you find the, the caramel on the ground, that's a legendary find, just for the record. I find oh, like Willy Wonka? Yeah, <laughs> guys. <what a laughs> because nobody dick. would drop there. Well, uh, you know what's really funny is because I, I dropped a doll. I took the labels down. off of all our teas and I stapled them together yeah. and I left them downstairs in my office. So, so we'll never know. One of the teas was a pomegranate and one was a peach and one was unsweetened. That's one fun. was lightly sweetened. Um, I'm gonna, ah. I'm gonna guess. So I got, maybe this was the pomegranate one. I'm maybe. gonna guess. And one I got was the raspberry. Peach. Oh wait, no, this is the raspberry one. Raspberry, <laughs> peach, pomegranate. I didn't hear raspberry yes. any options. Unsweetened, lightly sweetened. So yeah. There you go. I was wrong. <laughs> well, and I want to give you all a swell prize. Uh, Whoa. Troy, I'll let you choose <laughs> one of these here. <laughs> this is office you. cleaning day. Yeah. There you go. Pick pick a swell prize here. This is something you can put on your fridge. Your mother will love it. Yes. Here you go, Sebastian. For what? sure. There you go. Lawrence. <laughs> I hope I get my own. I hope I don't get it. I hope I don't get a despot or a dictator this right. time. There you go. How, how'd you get that back? <laughs> I took it off the board and gave it back to him. So what do you have there, uh, Troy? What is your new refrigerator magnet? A fat guy on a scoodle. Okay, and that's Brian Leonard's original weight on there as well. So you can keep that on there. Or you can erase that and put a different, you know, uh, Sebastian, what do you have there? I have a fat guy. Which, who? Just Let me a see. fat guy. Oh, that was me. <laughs> oh, no, that's Iz. That's like the most famous Hawaiian yeah. singer of yeah, all that's time. That's a sumo vessel. Oh, uh, and you have Lawrence's original weigh-in weight there. I got you it. Do. No. You should okay. be On the so refrigerator, plug. it goes. Yeah. Yep. It's a good reminder. And uh, Lawrence, you, what do you have there? 
I have Zach's. Oh yeah, magnet. yep, that's right. Hoss cart, right? <laughs> yeah. Sebastian won that last week, but he didn't know what it was, so I took it back. No, I was decorating the office. Okay. And then uh, I don't know where the Kim Jong Un magnet went, but Chris, what do you have now? Uh, I have butter flavor Crisco. All right. Yeah. That's in the right. in the one gallon tin. That's a great one. And I have Luciano Pavarotti, which is a perfect. Who is that? Cl- Cliff Pollen's original. Oh. He's an opera singer. I'm glad I didn't get a brutal dictator this time. That's yeah. right. Well, we're you, trying she to pass these out last week again. Or uh, two? Yeah, I did. Yes. I've, now I've given them all away. Oh, perfect. Now I've given them all away. So, you know, uh, that was one of my goals. So, all right, we're going to take a short break, come back for this day in history, and uh, wrap up this, all the funny stuff. So, listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break. Be right back after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. Studies have shown that two things that radio listeners really enjoy is listening to people eat M&Ms on the air and bagpipe music. Especially bagpipe music with the little, um, what do they call that drum? What's that drum? Not a tam shanter What is the... What's that? What's that Scottish drum? The little yeah, Jason Martin plays it. Jason Martin plays it. That's right. He would know. It's right the now he's screaming at us. Yeah, it's a yeah. The fife and that one. Yeah, it's the it's the drum, but it's not a tam o' shanter, and it's not the Blarney Stone. I would never. I would never be able to find that. No, it's definitely not the Blarney Stone. It's definitely not the Blarney Stone. We'll have to go. We're still we're still munching on some M and M's up here. Everyone's super happy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So is that where you it was from? It, it could be that. It could be that, but it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's that. I'm sorry. For some reason. No, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Tamashanter seems Tamashanter is a, yeah, it's a, get to me my Tamashanter. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is Friday, June 29th. A lot has happened on this day in history. Uh, you know, all kinds of things. People have been born. People have died. People have lived. Um, yeah. Nations there we have go. Yeah, that's true nice. words have <laughs> been, been spoken. <laughs> And uh, so, and Lawrence is here to tell us about the most important of all of those. So, sure. what's happened on June 29th in history? Well, in 1534, Jacques Cartier discovers Prince Edward Island in Canada. Wow. Uh, a little known island there, uh, mostly on the map because of Anne of Green Gables. That's right. That's was right. was filmed there. Yeah. Uh, amongst many other people who live there. And uh, it means a lot more to them as, as yep. it's their home. Um, moving further down here, in 1613, Shakespeare's Globe Theater. In London, England, burns down during a performance of Henry VIII. Well, so awesome. brought the house down that night. Indeed, indeed, that fire brought the house down. Uh, it has since been rebuilt. Uh, there's a very much a, a similar. Have you been there? Uh, I have not. I've okay. not been to London before. There's a similar type theater uh, built in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, it's not like the Globe Theater, but it's similar. Um, but they have their own Stratford there, and I've been to that. Um, area they have about three or four different performance halls that perform a lot of Shakespeare and other plays and I went there uh, maybe four or five times growing up to to be cultured I guess. Wow. I'm glad to hear they got it rebuilt since 1634 yeah, yeah. 1613 yeah or 1613 yeah glad they yeah for sure 
I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't waste any time. That's like those uh, pothole pictures in Japan, where they, um, where it's like the day it happens, and the next day it's like clean pavement. Yep. Yeah. And it's like it's pretty amazing how quickly they, just like the club theater was rebuilt. That's right. It yeah. burned down on the 29th of June in one sixteen thirteen. I was watching a documentary about the speed trains in Japan. And uh, every night they go through, and if one track is broken, like it, they, like all the team goes in and like they like, pit, patch it up. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very resourceful. 1850, British ex-prime minister Sir Robert Peel falls off his horse, and he died three days later. No. Wow. The old story of Robert Peel. Robert Peel um, and his. Horse. I think he was. Don't fall off your I don't horse. know how long he had uh-huh. been. He should have just got back up on that thing. He should have. That's what they say. When you fall off a horse, what are you supposed to do? Get back up on it. Now I know why. If you don't, you die three days later. (laughs) You fall off your horse? Little known fact. Get back up on that thing. You don't get up. You're dead in 72 hours. get up. He got ran over by his wife's horse. That's why. He should have gotten back up on his horse. He just grandma's reindeer. Laid there crying like a baby. Poor Robert Peel. He's enduring a lot of abuse here. Yes. What he could have done. Man. His three sons should have, would have, could have. Could have went to the Globe Theater in Stratfordshire. He was probably there. Ontario. 1863, George Armstrong Custer, age 23, appointed the Union Brigadier General. Uh, He was one of the um, Union generals during the Civil War. Yeah. And I didn't know he was 23. I'll uh, I'll say that's a new Known as Goldilocks by a bunch of, uh, you know, insubordinate. I'm sure. Officers. I'm sure they were not his his best friends. Uh, that's for sure. Um, 1914, Gina Gusova or Gusava hmm. attempts to assassinate Grigory Rasputin. Oh, Rasputin! At yes. his hometown yeah, in Siberia. Oh boy. Uh, that guy. He, one evil he, dude. He, yeah. Uh, that is that is one word that describes she him well. Sh- should have took him out on a horse. He should have. <laughs> yeah, just, just for an afternoon hey. ride. Just stay right there. <laughs> Don't climb back up on that thing. Back up. I think she tried right poisoning there. him. Poor I think Rasputin. that was the thing. He was that's people. He just gained in in reputation because he survived. Well, he pretty much that, ra- right, that. right. Which is yeah, yeah. Like he didn't have a soul or, or yeah, whatever. All right. the other things. Yeah. But he pretty much ran Russia during some of that time. Yep. Um, as the spiritual guide. Right. Yeah. Of of the leadership there. Yeah. I, I won't go into all the details there, but. Uh, George M. Cohen is the first artist to be presented with a U.S. Congressional Gold Medal by FDR for raising war morale. Yes, he's the Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yankee Doodle Dandy. He's the one who they did a they did a movie about him uh, called Yankee Doodle Dandy. With um, I wonder why. What's he and he, he's the one who made that song famous uh, among other patriotic songs uh, pre World War Two. I think World War One era. And it was Jimmy Cagney, uh, starred in the George Cohen story. Yeah, Yankee Doodle Dandy. But that's pretty cool. Write a song and and you get the Congressional Gold right. Medal. Hmm. That's pretty. It's uh, a decent movie too, if you can look it up and watch it online. So it's, uh, it's a, it it basically documents how he kind of rose to popularity. I think around World War One, and then um, as it got closer to World War Two. Uh, the younger generation didn't even know who he was at all. Didn't even know the song. And then the war broke out, and then it got popular again. Hmm. And and uh, food for thought here. A fun fact to close out this day in history. In 2015, Beijing Times reports 30 percent of the Great Wall of China has disappeared 
due to natural forces and stealing of bricks. Yeah, 30%. I, wow. I read that before because they sell them on, like, sometimes the black web or something. And then black they, market? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like, and then others, like, and others sell them on, like, Amazon or something. Or yeah. Or eBay. Well, if you, yeah, you have one stone. <coughs> for a, and everyone that takes one is like, well, one, one stone won't right. hurt. But 30%, of, 30%. of the only man-made object seen from space, that's quite False. a chunk. <laughs> Wow. Is there something else now? That used to be the only thing. Well, I didn't think it's actually visible from space. It's, it's, it's actually not visible is. at all. Yeah, oh, I really? think that was a, yeah, that's an urban legend. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we cleared yeah. that up today. Actually, it's a, <laughs> it's a suburban <laughs> legend. It's a suburban legend. Oh, it's not, okay. you know, people getting on the web and, yeah, because I think it's too narrow to be seen from space. Even though it's plenty long enough, it's too narrow to be yeah. seen from With space. With all those bricks gone, you couldn't see it anyway. Yeah, really. It's like, <laughs> well, there used to be a wall here. Took the best bricks. Now it looks like a dotted line. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Sorry, China. That's it. That, that's not that's that sorry for That's, that's what they do to, I mean, let, let's be Where honest. Where did they get the bricks their, from? Their whole political system is built on stealing from other people. Yeah, so. maybe they took those bricks and built fake islands in the Pacific. <laughs> oh, wait, let's not get onto that. In the Sea of Japan. No, we're not going to. No, let's stop. Stop. Stop that bringing that up, Troy. Don't bring that up. <laughs> All right. Lawrence, June yeah. 29th, lived up to the hype. Yeah, it's pretty good. Rasputin. Rasputin. Yankee Doodle Dandy. The Globe. Being burnt to the ground. Good old Goldilocks. Falling off your horse. Falling off your horse. Telling and, you uh, what. Yeah, don't, don't pull a George uh, uh, General Peel because uh, you will. <laughs> Prime Minister Peel. Prime Minister yeah. Peel, yeah. Whichever That's you it. prefer. If you'd That's like right. to make him a general. Yeah, uh, is General Custer. So, okay, yeah. well, excellent. You know what? We're going to take a short break now. Let you guys get out of here. Listeners, thank you for hanging in there. Troy, thanks for coming by today, buddy. No problem. Appreciate it. Sebastian, have a great weekend. Thanks. Lawrence, have a great weekend. See you later, neighbor, for, <laughs> for one more weekend. All right. And uh, Chris, thanks for hanging around. We'll talk a little World Cup here in a little bit as well. Sure. So, listeners, stick around. A little more live till five after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, June 29th, 4.36 p.m. here at Live Till 5. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., you can catch us on The Rebound. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety on KHMG 88.1 FM. You can also listen online, khmg.org. Click the Listen tab. You can listen to our live stream. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great programs we produce right here on Guam at the KHMG studios. Chris Harper is the only person that stuck around after all of that. You're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. I appreciate that. Nope. Well, hey, what do you have for us today, Chris? Well, we want to talk World Cup. I was on srnnews.com, and one of the stories about the World Cup I thought was of note because we've mentioned that for the last couple of weeks, the World Cup final. Could it, between, could it be between Denmark and Mexico or Belgium versus Croatia? Those are possibilities right now. Seemed unlikely scenarios just a few months ago. 
they could have even been considered surreal. But now we're into the tournament, and there's been a lot of surprises, and the prospect of a lower-ranked nation competing in the sports showcase match, which will be in Moscow on July 15th, has gained a little more credence at this point. And that's following Wednesday's shock exit of four-time champion Germany. Did you happen to catch that? Germany being knocked out? Yes. This uh, Yeah, could... I, saw, I saw the... Uh, uh, Team Mexico fans hoisting a South Korean man on their shoulders yes. uh, after the match when South Korea knocked out Germany, right? Um, Two nil. Yeah, and so that helped Mexico. And so uh, there's a there's a viral video going around of all these fans from Mexico basically celebrating with this one poor South Korean guy that happened to walk out of the stadium right. at that time. Right. So it was a it was a big uh, a big loss for Germany. Knocked out of the World Cup. Um, the absence of Italy was also well noted. The Netherlands as well. The United States. And if you add together just those teams, the previous champions, um, they are, they've played in a total of 17 World Cup finals between them. Yet in the bottom half of the last 16 draw, Nations with not a single World Cup victory to their names, like Switzerland, Russia, Sweden, Croatia, Denmark, and Colombia, have every right to remain hopeful. They could, they could still win this thing. One of them is likely to make it all the way to the last four, or even further, with Spain, winners of the 2010 World Cup, and England, they won back in 1966, as the only established forces in that half of the draw. The Spaniards take on hosts Russia in their round of 16 game. The Swiss, who in 1954 made it to the last eight for their best performance, face Sweden, whose own best showing, a final, dates back to their home World Cup 60 years ago. Croatia, semifinalists in 1998 and outstanding so far in Russia, face Denmark, while Colombia, who topped their group uh, H, play England. The top half of the draw is crowded with almost all the remaining traditional football powers as twice world champions Argentina, finalists in 2014, face the 1998 champions France. Brazil, five-time winners, take on Mexico and two-time champion Uruguay, battle it out with Cristiano Ronaldo's European champions, currently Portugal. What is certain is that for some of the former champions, they will miss out on the last four. So some of those former champs are going to go out with uh, football fans complaining for years about the sport being dominated at both the club and international level by only a handful of teams. This World Cup in Russia has certainly enjoyed a gust of fresh air being breathed into the knockout stages. And the games have been very good, too. So there's a lot to be. There's a lot of, I mean, Fans are excited about this World Cup because the games have been good and there's been different teams winning. So I mean, who's your favorite at this stage? Who's your favorite? I you still got to look at you still got to look at Spain and France, I would think as the two favorites. Now, people are going to say Brazil. I think Brazil have been okay. They've got all the talent in the world. The problem is to me, Neymar is a problem for their team. He is not a solution. He's a problem, you know, flicks and tricks and uh, trying to rainbow flick over a guy in a game 
which will get your ankle broken, by the way. Um, when you're a professional international player, you don't take too kindly to a guy flicking a ball over the top of your head. Right. And he's going to just get kicked all tournament. And he's he's not um, – he doesn't have the championship temperament that I've seen. So so I'm not, I'm not high on Brazil because of that. Although Coutinho, they have a guy named Coutinho who used to play for Liverpool and now plays for Barcelona who – could be their breakaway star. I mean, obviously he plays for Barcelona, so he plays for a big team. But um, I think if they have any hope of winning it at this point, it's probably going to have to rest on Coutinho. And he scored their big goals so far. Uh, so far, Neymar not. So, I, so I'm still thinking maybe Spain. or Now, this is not who I want to win it. Right. That's completely different. Right. But I'm still thinking Spain or France still have a good shot at it. Um Spain, uh, Spain play, or uh, France play Argentina. So that those are supposed to be two big world favorites, but Argentina has not been good so far. Right. So right. I think France probably can see their way clear of of Argentina. That would have been the biggest two head to head like big te- big teams going against each other. Maybe the next one is the Brazil Mexico match. Um, Mexico at least has a history, not not much of one, but at least they've been a good team over the you know yeah. internationally. So I don't know. I still like I like the. It'd team. be nice to have a Concacaf team at least uh, sure. be there. You know? Well, I'm never going to root for Mexico, being a USA fan, but I'd like to see them knock out Brazil. Sure, I'd cheer for that. Yeah, and then I'd like to see them get get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> but. So I, I do want to see a, a team that hasn't won in a long time, like England, or a new team that hasn't won at all. And like maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe a team like Switzerland or Sweden Denmark? can do it. Maybe Denmark. The Great Danes? They always have, those, those, those teams always have good players. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is they just can't quite put it all together. I mean, the, those are three teams who always have good players who play in the top leagues but i you just don't know since they haven't done it before it's hard to right it's hard to pick them you know right. what i mean yeah yeah especially um, when you get down to that last yeah two two matches i mean it's a whole different type of uh football when you get down to the yeah. champ you know the the semis and then the, the yeah. championship yeah. belgium have probably been the best team and they've got a ton of talent so they they will be picked as a favorite probably as well yeah um, but we'll see. I want to see no England. Asian team. You don't think? Well, who, which which one of the Asian teams is still in it? South Korea is out. Japan or Japan is still in it. Japan's still Japan's in it. Yeah. still in it. Maybe Japan. I like some of the players they've got. Suzuki Honda and yeah. on that team, and there's a few other few others that you might have heard of. He played for AC Milan, so he was pretty well known. Yeah, um, yeah. I see it when we were up in Tokyo last month. We saw his jerseys everywhere. So yeah, yeah. He, you know, there was. My team, the Seattle Sounders, were linked with him for months and months and months that they wanted to sign him, and I guess they made him an offer, but he wound up going to, I think, plays in Turkey now. Hmm. I think he's in Turkey, or I'm not sure now. I watched a whole video on how the on-loan system works with professional soccer and how... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a a pretty interesting thing that... I was watching a video kind of along with our conversation about picking a favorite team. Sure. And one of the five things, as an American, you need to understand about professional soccer, one of those five things was the on-loan system, how a team can borrow 
basically they pay for the right to have someone play for them. It's on loan. It's not a permanent thing. But the the dollar amount for those transactions now are so huge. But what it does is it gives a team that does not have, you know, a, a, a big name star. They can sure. bring in a star for a while, help build some more interest, build the team up, you know, even if it's for just two years or something like that. Sure. So, yeah, that's it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of big teams who have some really good players who just never make the field. Not be they're just not as good as the next guy. Exactly ahead of them. Yeah, in that, in that position. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So so then you yeah who who would want to be the striker behind Ronaldo? So you know get him on loan maybe to another. Well, uh, it's Isco who's playing for for Spain right, right now, right, or right. or you know Kareem Benzema, or you know some of those guys. But yeah, those guys that they're great players, but they just get left out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, they want to play. Yeah. They're in it to play. Uh, so, all right. Well, Chris, hey, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Sure. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, just want to talk a little bit about, I have a couple articles here to share with some folks, and want to talk about one or two of the countries where it's the hardest places in the world to be a Christian. Hardest places as far as persecution and pressure goes. So stick around. We have the last... 10, 12 minutes of Live Till 5 coming up. It's 4.47 p.m. on this Friday, June 29th, episode 271. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is Live Till 5. Stick around. Be back in a minute. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me while I'm on this old tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back with the last 10 minutes of Lie Till 5. It is Friday, June 29th. Got a text from one of our listeners who was listening to us talk about the World Cup, and he said, FYI, this is CW sent this, to our faithful listenership, the real World Cup will be taking place in our backyard in September to October 2019. I'm not quite sure what he's talking about. He could be talking about cricket, could be talking about Australian football or rugby or rugby sevens or uh, curling. I'm not sure. He's 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 from a different place and his his view of the world cup is different than than what we're talking about so i'm not exactly sure but apparently he he said he said it's the only game played in heaven well the good thing is uh that if if it's cricket you would need an eternity uh to uh watch that so there you go thank you for uh oh rugby union there we go thank you for the clarification cw appreciate that rugby union's world cup is coming up in a year from this fall Apparently. Actually, I've watched that. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's not really World Cup in the same way that the soccer World Cup is, though. I mean, participation-wise, it's it's not it, it, anyway. I don't I don't want I don't want to I don't want to dicker over, you know, little details on sports like that. Everyone has a right to enjoy the sport that they that they can identify with. So there you go. Some people, you know, they like knitting as well so hey let's just talk about a couple things here as we wrap up first off 
if you're part of Harvest Baptist Church, we do have a beachside picnic, church picnic, Sunday evening. Head down at about 4 p.m. to the Port Authority Beach down by Polaris Point. You turn at the Atlantis, Sub- Atlantis Submarines sign there, and you go down about half a mile, and on the right-hand side, you'll see the Port Authority Beach. We're going to be having some baptisms there. We're going to have some food. Our former youth pastor, Aaron Scott, who's our camp speaker for our teen week, is going to be here. He's going to be sharing a little bit there. It's going to be really a great opportunity, so I encourage you to come to that. So you don't have to be a church member of Harvest to join us on that. It's open to whoever would like to come. We're just asking people to bring food to share and bring your own chairs. That would be great if you bring your own chairs. So now as we wrap up the show in this last couple minutes, talking about the World Cup, and it makes you think of countries all around the world, and um, many of those countries that participate in the World Cup have some level of freedom, some level of freedom of religion. However, uh, very few enjoy the same level of freedom that we have in the United States. We are so blessed to have what we do have. And uh, I've been going through this list, the World Watch List 2018, the top 50 countries where it's most dangerous to follow Jesus from Open Doors Ministry. Country number 17, Egypt. They have a population of 95 million. Christians uh, are about 10% of that at 9.5 million. Main religion is Islam. They do have a presidential republic, but violence against Christians is at 74%. Um, which is much higher than some of the other countries that we've already talked about. Persecution in family life and private life, community life, the pressure is very high. Egyptian Christians suffer from persecution in various ways. Those with Muslim backgrounds face enormous pressure from immediate and extended families to return to Islam, severe restrictions on building or securing places for communal worship, prevent Christians from congregating, in addition to hostility and violence towards believers who do manage to gather. Christians, particularly women, also face discrimination and abuse in their workplaces and in the public square. So pray for those that have been slighted socially, politically, legally, so they can entrust their situation to God. Pray for Christian converts who are ousted from their homes for leaving Islam. Pray the Lord would provide for them and comfort them. That's country number 17. Country number 18, in our neck of the woods, Vietnam. This is the first one I've read so far that's not, uh, the persecution is not directly related to uh, to Islamic persecution, except for India, which was country number 11. Vietnam, communist and post-communist oppression, 95 million population, 8 million Christians. Buddhism is their main religion. Communist state is their government. Violence is only at 44.5%, which is still high. I mean, if you think about it, any violence against Christians but they're at a, right in the middle mark of the persecution, persecuted nations. But their church life and national life are under severe pressure. The government persecutes Christians as a minority. Ethnic group leaders exclude Christians and see them as traitors to the cultural identity. Historically, Christian communities generally have more freedom. But if they become politically active, they are targeted by authorities and can be arrested. Converts from folk religion and non-traditional Protestants are persecuted more intensely, especially if they are based in rural areas of central or northern Vietnam. Pray for proper discipleship of the many ethnic minorities coming to faith in rural areas. Pray for family members pressuring their relatives to return to traditional faiths and rituals. Pray they would see Christ through the Christian relatives. And pray as the Christian minority grows, the government works hard to monitor churches. Pray for a loosening of restrictions and increased freedom. 
sometimes hard for us to relate to that level of pressure and persecution because we are so blessed in the United States of America. It's not perfect, but we do enjoy a broad amount of freedom, which is really a blessing. So we'll be continuing through this whole list just to give ourselves an awareness as we talk about the World Cup and all the neat things about international sports competition. It's good for us also to remember that there are many places in the world where you can't name the name of Christ without suffering some type of pressure or persecution. So be praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I want to invite you, if you don't have a church home, come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. We love to have you. Sunday mornings, 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service. And of course, we'd love to have you here for that. 9.30 a.m. we have what we call Sunday school classes or adult Bible fellowships. We have things for everyone from nursery all the way to adult. No matter where you're from, what your background is, we'd love to have you. 9.30 a.m. are the classes. 10.30 a.m. is our worship service. And then again, from 4 to 7 p.m. or 4 till sunset, we'll be at Port Authority Beach. Please come join us. Bring some food to share. Bring your own beach chairs. Um, We're going to be doing some baptisms there as well. It's really going to be nice. Lord willing, the weather will be nice. And we'd love to have you there. And you might be listening to this on your way home from the Beach Fellowship because we rebroadcast the show not only Saturdays from noon to 2, but also Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So some of you are just on your way home from the beach. And we're glad that we get to be part of your weekend. This show goes by so fast every week. Two hours of live local programming. We we archive it in our podcast. You can go to khmg.org. Download the podcast, listen to it, share it with other people. Let us know you're listening. Facebook, you can find us, Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. Follow us, send us a message, let us know you're listening. And then, of course, you can download other great podcasts and content through our website, khmg.org. We have a whole library of sermons and different messages that have been preached here at Harvest and abroad. You can look it up by topic, passage, or speaker, and we would love to be a resource for you. So let us know you're listening make make yourself uh make it all available as far as all the materials we have available for you all the resources and uh use that for your own personal spiritual growth we appreciate you tuning in and being part of our listening audience we have people listening all across guam and all around the world we hear from people all the time through our facebook page through emails then we really hear a lot from just people face to face as we're going out and about on island we'll have people just randomly say, oh, I listened to that show, or hey, I think I heard you on the radio. And uh, we have more people than we realize and that are tuning in. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church, and it's a ministry to the island of Guam and to the people here and to our Christian community and beyond. And we want to be a blessing to you. So keep us, keep us on your dial tuned in. And uh, that's it been a great week and looking forward to a great weekend again those of you that wish me happy birthday thank you so much i really appreciate it and i enjoyed a great happy birthday so you're listening to live till five here on khmg 88.1 fm harvest family radio barragata guam friday june 29th episode 271 have a great weekend